his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is the WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. A new cop for New York. Eric Adams chooses Nassau County's chief of detectives, Keyshawn Sewell, to be his police commissioner. I'm Marla Diamond. With COVID cases climbing in Connecticut schools, districts adjust. I'm Sean Adams in Stanford. Brad Heller will tell us about the hugs at Madison Square Garden as Steph Curry honored his parents, his teammates, and the man whose three-point record he shattered. In our 88 seconds in sound, the day they broke ground on what has become perhaps the most hated building in all of New York. Tuesday, December 15th. The WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. A deeper dive into the stories you need to start your day. Another warm day, maybe a shower around later on as we head for a high around 50. Good morning, I'm Paul Bernay. Good morning, I'm Wayne Cabot, and thanks for being with us on this, uh, what's going to be a nice warm day today. And we're expecting to get some news today. The person picked by Eric Adams, who will lead the NYPD's 35,000 officers, is a woman now leading a staff of 350. To Long Island City, where the reveal is about to be made official, Marla Diamond joins us with news about the new commissioner. Marla, good morning. Who is she? Good morning, Wayne. After a national search, Adams has chosen someone close to home, 49-year-old Keyshawn Sewell, the Nassau County Chief of Detectives, who will be introduced later this morning here at the Queensbridge houses where she lived as a child. Sewell will be leading the largest police force in the nation, but in a statement, Adams, a former NYPD captain, says Sewell's a proven crime fighter with the experience and emotional intelligence to deliver both the safety New Yorkers need and the justice they deserve. Sewell will become the first female commissioner in the department's 176-year history and just its third black commissioner. But she takes the helm at a difficult time for the NYPD with a national crisis of trust in policing. It's emboldened efforts to reduce the department's footprint even as murder and shooting rates rise. Wayne and Paul? Marla, we know about the mayor-elect, but how about Sewell? What kind of policing uh, does she favor? Well, she does defend the use of undercover squads to combat gun and gang violence. Uh, in an interview with the New York Post, she said plainclothes units work. She also buys into the broken windows theory of policing. That's a tactic that was made famous under the former NYPD commissioner, Bill Bratton. It says if someone commits a petty offense, like smashing a window and no one fixes it, another person might be tempted to smash another window or commit a more serious crime. And it was serious crime overnight in New York City. A deli worker who put up a fight when a man with a gun walked in demanding cash got shot in the head and was killed. Happened at 745 at the Flatbush Deli on Flatbush Avenue in Brooklyn. 
A person of interest was questioned, then released. Police say that person was not the actual shooter. The victim was 20, identified as Fadal Musa. The CDC reports 3% of COVID cases are the Omicron variant nationally, but in New York and New Jersey, it's 13%. New Jersey is now requiring unvaccinated students to quarantine for two weeks if they were in close contact with someone who tests positive. Now, Connecticut is reporting a 75% increase in COVID cases in schools since November. Sean Adams is in Stanford this morning where that spike is even higher. Sean, what's going on? Well, what's going on is this. The rise in COVID cases in Connecticut schools is actually mirroring what's occurring out in the general population. Uh, It does not appear that the children are getting sick in school. It it really is happening outside and at home. Uh, But as you said, since early November, school cases in Connecticut have risen 75 percent, close to 2,000 now, mostly among unvaccinated students. But this is interesting among the staff members who have COVID, and that number is down in the hundreds. Most were vaccinated. In Stanford, parent-teacher conferences are now virtual as COVID cases have more than doubled in a month to 69. It was around that point last year when Stanford switched to remote learning. Greenwich saw cases jump by 35 in one day so far for December, 85 in total. So the emphasis now is on vaccinating the little ones, 5 to 11, and getting boosters in the arms of the older teens. Wayne, Paul? Sean, any talk of closing classrooms again? No. Governor Lamont has no intention of calling for schools to switch to remote learning. It's widely viewed that schools, with all of their safety protocols, are not where COVID is spreading. Masks, distance, disinfecting, that's that's been the norm for almost two years now. Uh, it appears uh, most transmission is occurring outside of school. Also, there's a lot of concern that the educational experience suffers when not in person. So it seems going virtual is really being held here as a last resort. Sean, thank you. Now, the story from Madison Square Garden last night where an NBA record got tied, then it got broken, then it got shattered. Brad Heller with the Steph Curry story, Brad. Yeah, Wayne, it happened in the first four and a half minutes. Steph Curry tying and then breaking Ray Allen's record for career three-pointers, the number 2,974. Play was stopped to honor the achievement. Ray Allen was courtside. Curry's parents were in the building, and for one night, MSG stood for Madison Steph Garden. This arena was... I, I can't express how much of uh, an honor that was for the reaction here on the road and uh, the, the appreciation for this milestone. Curry on TNT, he broke the record in 500 fewer games than Allen. Curry's going to hit the number 3,000 pretty soon. Who knows how big this number will get, career three-pointers. He is the NBA three-point king, and I don't know if anybody's going to be able to ever catch him. It's good to be Steph. Brad, thanks. Guidelines on the public sector vaccine mandate expected to be released by the city today. Details after Craig's forecast up next. The WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. We wonder when the December warm-up will finally be over. Craig Allen's here with your forecast. I could tell you that at uh, the end of this upcoming weekend, next week is going to be much cooler. Not necessarily snow-filled. I don't see any of that at all, but uh, there definitely will be some much cooler temperatures. So hang in there if you're looking for a little Christmas chill in the air. Some sunshine for today, giving way to clouds high within a few degrees of 50. There could be a shower or two toward evening and the first part of the night tonight. If anything, temperatures steady or slowly rising a couple degrees. Thursday, variably cloudy, windy, mild though, high 58 to 64. Could be a spotty shower again late day or evening. 
And then Friday, intervals of clouds and sun. It is still mild, high 55 to 60, but the cool down begins on Saturday with some rainfall. It's cold this morning in the suburbs, there's no doubt. It's uh, definitely a December night, December morning, but here in the city it's 41, humidity 57%, and an east wind at 6. Craig, thank you. We expect to hear from Mayor de Blasio today on what the rules will be on December 27th when private sector workers are supposed to be fully vaccinated. And we know the mandate is going to apply to employees working in person. But really, that's all we know. The mayor said specific details such as enforcement, and that's the big one, will be released today. The next mayor, Eric Adams, has not weighed in other than to say he'll reassess when he takes office on January 1st. Winter break is coming early at Cornell University thanks to Omicron. WCBS's Steve Burns. In the thick of final season, the Cornell campus is grinding to a halt thanks to COVID. The school is moving to alert level red, with nearly 500 active COVID cases as of Sunday, the most reported all semester. School president Martha Pollack says a significant portion of those cases have been identified as Omicron. She notes there hasn't been any severe illness among students, but any exponential growth in cases could impact the school's surrounding community. All finals have been moved online. All events have been canceled, including a ceremony later this week for December graduates. And sports games this weekend are no more. The only visitors allowed on campus are those arriving to take a student home. Those departing students are strongly encouraged to take a COVID test before they leave and take another once they arrive home. Morning, it's Wednesday on the Morning News Roundup. I'm Wayne Cabot. And I'm Paul Bernane with your three things to know this morning. Not since Sam Houston beat a colleague with a cane in 1832 as the U.S. House held a former member in criminal contempt. Two Republicans joined Democrats in rebuking Mark Meadows for ending his cooperation with the January 6th committee. Number two, shortages are now extending to cat food. Shelves are emptying across the area. One man said the shop right in Hoboken had the flavors that uh, left that gave his uh, his cats... Give him the, the stink eye. The stink eye. So what was that? Like the bacon and eggs flavor or whatever? Uh, yeah, like the pate stuff that yeah, the, cats the cats don't necessarily don't like. That like. One? Yeah. Oh, no. Yep. That's what we're seeing on Twitter this morning. Uh, we saw it ourselves, too, at our shop, right, as a matter of fact. Third thing, New York City may prohibit most New York buildings from using natural gas going forward. The city council is expected to pass a bill requiring something other than gas or oil, such as electricity in new construction. Up next are 88 Seconds in Sound. Here's the latest from the archives from December 15th. It's dark. It's dingy. It's depressing. Nobody wants to take a bus at the Port Authority bus terminal. That may be true now, but listen to how New York and New Jersey were sold a promise of grace and gentility with the opening on this date of the Port Authority bus terminal. Until 1951, buses once in the city plowed through New York's jam streets to dozens of different terminals. Today, ramps funnel them to this new landmark in transportation, the air-conditioned Port Authority terminal. Air conditioning, wow. Next, you'll tell us they have escalators. High-speed moving stairways, 31 of them, carry passengers from one level to another. You can buy a ticket here to any city or town in the United States. There are 31 of these ticket windows. Ticket windows? Your ticket, madam. What will they think of next? A new high in travel development, serving the present, yet built for the expanding future. A second block was added in 1979, extending it to 42nd Street. But it's still not enough. For what is the Western Hemisphere's largest bus terminal, the busiest in the world by volume of traffic, there has been makeover after makeover, and there are plans for a new one. 
But with no place to park buses on the New York side, the bus parade in and out of the Lincoln Tunnel slows traffic. And in what kind of sounds like an act of desperation, there's an idea by the Regional Plan Association to simply rename it. Call the Port Authority something new. The Port Authority Terminal stands among the miracles of transport and the milestones of the century. This is December 15th. The WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. A deeper dive into the stories you need to start your day. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 